Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback against the Dolphins and not Zach Wilson. Mike White uh, couldn't uh, practice yesterday. I guess the ribs are bothering him again, which also calls into question the decision to play him against Seattle. Uh, which is something that the Jets should probably have to answer for at some point. So, I think partially. I think the question that you can have for Salah is keeping him in the game. Not necessarily starting him in the game. Because, not that he was good in the first half. He wasn't good. He was better. In the second half, he was a debacle. And it looked like the rib injuries and the feelings were getting worse and worse for him as that game went on. So I buy starting him because you're desperate. You're trying to make the playoffs. He wants to play. The Jets want to win. He gives you, I stand by this, the best chance to win. I think at some point, though, as the game is going on, you may have to make a decision, which is this ain't working. Yeah, which uh, yeah, but now I agree with you. And as we watched that game, it was obvious that Mike White was terrible, right? Uh, and and it got worse as the game yes, went on. And I, you can, we can now, in theory, if you want to, I don't know if that's entirely causal, so it's probably a bit of a, of a cop-out, but... He was playing like crap, kind of like the way he played against the Bills a year before. And obviously he's recovering from the rib injury. Now the doctors did clear him. But now that we find out he couldn't practice on Thursday and he's not ready to go health-wise you know, uh, Sunday against the Dolphins, I now I think it's fair for us as Jet fans to now ask the question, A, why did he play against Seattle? And I'm not saying Zach was the answer. Clearly Zach didn't deserve it either. But why did we play him and B knowing that he was playing like crap and clearly now was impacted by the ribs, why did we keep him in the game the whole time? Yeah, so a couple of things. Like You, no, you essentially didn't give us a chance number to one, win that football game. Number one, period, he gave them the best chance to win. I don't want to hear about anybody else on this roster. Give me a break on Zach Wilson. We all watched the Jacksonville game, okay? Zach Wilson did not give them the best chance to win. Number two, if you look at the first half, he let a field goal drive. He let another field goal drive. Uh, the, there was a fi- the final drive, remember, ended on the strip sack fumble, but there was a drive. Like, they were moving the football. There was a competence to this offense. And after the missed field goal, when Zerline missed that 57-yard field goal to open up the second half, three and out, three and out, three and out, wide passes all over the place, disaster. So, again, in the first half, the Jets were in the game. Yeah. They were competent. It wasn't great, but they had drives. Did they not? They did. Couple. They did. Yeah. It's when the second half occurred, and that's the part I agree with you. When you ask, okay, in the second half, at what point when he's missing receivers who are open and he's bouncing passes, and we know that's not him. Right. He doesn't normally play that way. At what point do you say, okay, emergency button? Let's try something. Right. That's a fair question. And I want to be clear. Him, I'm on. not. I'm not saying Zach. None of us are. I'm just asking the question as a fan, if now we know that he's banged up enough where that one game now rendered him unable to play this game, right? Yeah. And you saw the performance before the game was clearly out of hand. And I'll be honest, down uh, you know, two touchdowns, I didn't think they had any shot of coming back and scoring. We only scored six points for the whole game, so we turned out to be right. But I think it's a fair question to say, with the season on the line, again, it when? probably would have ended the same way. When? As soon as it looked wrong. Well, when did you watch the game? I give you my answer. Yeah. When was it, okay, this isn't him. I, it did look right to me midway through the second quarter. I did. It was the second half. I disagree. That, I, that's fine. It's not that he was good. But that's not even the point. Whether it's third quarter, second quarter, it's like no, it they is. didn't move. No, but it is the point. You know why? Good. Because it's easy for us to have that view now. Now that we know, oh, he's got five broken ribs. One of them's an old rib injury, which he confirmed today. Right. I'm talking about you're watching the game. Yeah. We all agreed Mike White gave him the best chance to win. You were on board with me yeah, by that yes, point. Yes, yes. Going into it, yes. You're watching the game. At what point did you say, Wow, he's compromised. Get him out. Well, I, I, you didn't fair, say that. I in the never first said half. he was compromised because I didn't know. Uh, but obviously, he looked like a different guy. He did. It did obviously, it didn't look, it didn't look right. And I think we are we're, we deserve an explanation. Like that game ended our season. And if you want to make the argument, okay, for you starting the second half, I'll go with you. Now. That's yeah, yeah. me. Uh, yo, I don't want to nitpick it anyway. I'm with you fine. Because it was half. still sort of a game. Like, keep yeah. this in mind. When Zerline missed that field goal, that would have made the game 17-9. If he makes right. that field now goal. now you're within a score. It's a score game. And, again, yep. they were driving. It's he misses the field goal. Seattle then marches down the field. And then three and out, three and out, three and out, where he's missing open right. guys. Misses wide open Garrett Wilson, so wide me, open more. It right. was mid third quarter where I said, "Whoa, 
Okay, so the question is, why didn't they say whoa? And I'm not asking Mike White to go to the side and I go, my ribs are killing me, because we respect the fact he's desperate to play. I'm not putting it on him. But someone's got to say, wait a minute. Mike White's missing wide-open guys. Yeah, my answer to that is he knows the alternatives. The, alternative the alternatives would have been Flacco. Yeah, it's not good. Right? It's not good. I, I know it's not good. But you, you robbed us of any chance of winning by having a compromised quarterback on the field. Yeah. That's not right. I, I get what you're saying, and I think it's definitely a fair question. At some point in the third quarter, when do you say I got to try something? Kind of like you did against Jacksonville. You tried something. You went to Strebler. As yeah. crazy as that was, hey, let's try something. I think the other options are just bad. Yeah, well, I mean, so here's the deal. If Joe Flacco, and this I think will be his last game ever as an NFL quarterback, if Joe Flacco plays the way we expect him to play, not well, is Strebler coming in? We're going to give him a whole half of football? Depends how the game goes. I, and here's the other question. Depends how the game goes. Do you even care? Yeah, I want to beat the Dolphins. Yeah. I made that very clear to you. Uh, yeah, but do we really care? No, that's you, and I respect that. And I, I heard BT this morning saying, just start Strebler. I disagree. I want to win the football game. I think Joe Flacco gives him the best chance to win. Let's go. I can't stand the Dolphins. You have been talking eloquently, I give you credit, about the Foo Philly and sticking it to the Eagles. Yeah. And I agree with you, and I, I sure a lot of Giant fans, even though the priority is getting ready for the playoffs, would love to stick it to the Eagles. Look into my eyes when I say this. Yes. I want to stick it to the Dolphins. Right. And mean, it matters because the Patriots are likely to lose. Yeah. You agree with that? I mean, if you ask me my thought on the game, I would pick the Bills to win. Okay, I agree. If the Bills lose and the Dolphins win, they're in the playoffs. I don't want them in the playoffs. I'm with you And to the Dolphin fans listening, there's no reason to be mad at me. Respect me. I don't like you. You don't like me. It's a mutual feeling. This is not personal. No, no, teams-wise. Yeah, you you as individuals are great. You're a lover, not a hater. Yeah, hopefully you don't hate me as a person. We just don't like each other's teams. That's normal. It's called a rivalry. It's called sports. And And I'm sorry. I'm not giving this game away. Here's why why I bring it up. I bring it up because, you know, Woody Johnson's going to make some uh, off-season decisions. I think uh, Robert Sala's coming back. I have no problem if you even want to use the word should come back. But there's a guy out there, and there's only one guy, and I want to be clear, I'm not looking to fire Robert Saw. There's a singular person out there that I would go get, and I know he's available. And when I start, if I'm starting to put together my causal reasons for why I'm making the decision to get rid of him, is he did not give me a chance to win a game I had to win to get into the playoffs. So you're firing him because of the third quarter against the Seahawks? I'm firing him because I want Jim Harbaugh. Well, I'm that, now giving you the fine. reasons why I'm not sticking with them. Yeah, but outside of my desire no, to no, get no, Harbaugh. Correct, correct, correct. Hold, go ahead, you go hold ahead. on a second. I have to yeah. push you on one Please thing. Please go right ahead. Because we agree. You know, mm-hmm. I, I actually really like Jim Harbaugh as NFL yep. head coach, yep. and I would make a move if I feel I'm bringing in a proven commodity he is. Okay? You're telling me go ahead. that the reason you would fire Salah for Jim Harbaugh is that he didn't go to Chris Strebler or Joe Flacco in the third quarter of a 20-6 to game? Uh, no. <laughs> I want Jim Harbaugh because he's better. If you now want me to give you other reasons of what did Solid do wrong. You're just piling up. I'm piling up. Oh, okay. Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> then go ahead, sir. I, I can come out and just say, listen, Harbaugh's a proven commodity, and I'm going with that because I'm sick of losing. Like, uh, didn't I, someone say in the Johnson family, they were sick of losing? Christopher. Didn't that, did, did I miss that or did that not happen? Christopher. I'm pretty sure I heard a Johnson say at some point, I am sick of losing. Matter of fact, here it is. I'm going to suck on it, baby. Oh, that's not it. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that. That was you, Evan. I'm getting moist. Okay, wrong button again. My apologies. Yes, uh, I'll find it. I'll find it. All gas, no brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All gas, no brakes. Sure. I am sick of losing. My man, there Pots and Pans, I'm sick of losing. That's right. Well, all I can tell you is that a proven winner has made it very clear, despite his... Uh, you know, letter yesterday that he wants to come back to the NFL. Five years, fifty million. Let's go. It ain't that hard. You got the dough. It's so simple to me. And I want to be clear: it is the only guy on the planet that I would make a coaching change Not for Sean today. Payton? No, I think Sean Payton is the most overrated coach in the history of the NFL. He is exactly the same guy as Mike McCarthy. Oh, and Mike McCarthy's time maligned. Time out. Speaking of Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. Yeah. No, no, Mike McCarthy. No. 
No. The, the Cowboys get knocked out early. Peyton takes the Dallas job. McCarthy's available. Hello. No, I got to be clear. I've said it. I'll say it again. So Super, there Bowl is winning, only... so Super Bowl winning coaches don't appeal to you. Just guys that lose in the Super Bowl. I got you. Just I want sure. Jim Harbaugh to be the head coach of the New York Jets. No, no I just want to make something clear. Go. You prefer your coaches no, no, I don't. lose in the Super Bowl that's not a fair thing as to compared say. to win in the Super that Bowl. Is, you know that's not a fair you thing You just say. said absolutely no to two Super Bowl winning head coaches. That's correct. And yes to a guy who I think is a really good head coach, yeah. but lost. Okay. okay. Mike McCarthy and uh, your guy Sean Payton want to combine two Super Bowls with three of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Sorry. I want Jim Harbaugh, who went to a Super Bowl with a slightly above average quarterback. No, I agree. Best. I agree. Thank you. I win. I <laughs> the, win. I win. I win. The quarterback argument is the yeah. best one. But here's my counter. Go. When Jim Harbaugh lost in the Super Bowl with these average quarterbacks. And it's Beyonce's fault anyway, but go ahead. Which elite quarterback did they lose to that year? That was Joe Flacco. Elite quarterback? He was uh, an elite quarterback elite back then. Elite quarterback? For a minute and a half, he was an elite quarterback. Did he lose to Tom Brady? Did they what? Did, they did he lose to Aaron Rodgers? What? Did he lose to Drew Brady? No. no. He lost to Joe Flacco. To be fair, he lost Our to Ray starter. Lewis. To be fair, he lost to a great defense. And that freaking overrated Beyonce. <laughs> That's right. Eighth best singer in the world, my ass. I looked at that list last night. It made me angry. <laughs> Alicia Keys, a buck 80. Beyonce, eight. Are you crazy? Jennifer Hudson should have been in the top 10 if you're putting Beyonce in the top 10. Did she make it? I didn't read the whole list. Jennifer Hudson's pretty good. She's got a hell Jennifer of a Jennifer Hudson's a badass. Am I thinking of the right person? Tommy, book Jennifer Hudson for the show. She's got a talk show in New York City. She's trying to promote and get her on. Don't she have a great voice? She's got an yeah, amazing voice. Yeah. So, She's I also got, on The Voice. Yeah, so or has been. Now you're not regular. So was she in the top 200? She also has a talk show now she's trying to promote. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it a good talk show? She's very likable. Okay. Very likable. I'm just asking. You're trying to it. find who's going to take over the Ellen DeGeneres Oh, I got run. you. Because gotcha. Ellen was the best daytime talk show for 25 you're gonna, years. You're going to get a third job while you're on it, Craig? I would love to do that. <laughs> daytime talk Yeah, show. I would love that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. You know, I, I once got, I had a meeting, I'll tell you a story you don't know. Years ago, uh, the folks at NBC Universal came to me and uh, got me a nice fancy car service and drove me up to Connecticut. And uh, I met with Maury and his producers. And uh, Maury was planning his exit strategy. Povich? Yeah. They were planning Maury Povich's exit strategy. Right. And they were trying to think of people to continue the daytime talk going because you know, they weren't going to give up on daytime talk. They just didn't know who's going to replace Maury because Maury's like 80, mm -hmm. right? And still, like, plays golf, great guy, good health. So they came to me. And uh, I never did a, a demo for them or a, a practice show or what have you. Uh, but we had a long meeting. And they said I was being, as one of the, like a number of men and women, being considered to replace Maury. And had a whole meeting up there. So what happened? Why didn't it happen? I don't know why it didn't happen. They didn't believe in you? Well, Maury kept working. Oh, is that? Yeah. <laughs> I think Maury's just now retired. He pulled a reversal. He said, yeah. nah, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, Carton, no, I'll just work <laughs> a couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was a fascinating wow. meeting, too. Would you think you would have liked doing that? I don't know. I don't know. I think I would have. I would have liked, like, you know... Going after, like, the bad guy in the room, yeah. you know, who, like, slept with his wife's sister, that kind of thing. That would have yeah. been fun, I think. I guess so. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I could have replaced Maury Povich. How did we get to that story? I, I made a joke that you would take Jennifer Hudson's opportunity to replace yeah. Ellen because oh, you love having yeah. a job. Way, she, yeah. was, she was not on the top 200. Jennifer Hudson? Yes. Yeah, lots of mischaracter yeah. of justice. And the other thing I've always wanted to do is host a game show. <laughs> I've always wanted to be my 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 original goal was not even to do talk radio. My original goal as a kid was I wanted to replace Johnny Carson. Hmm. Well, that's to, not a game show. No, that's no, I wanted to be a late night host. Yeah, yeah. And then I wanted to be a game show host. So you and Aaron yeah. Rodgers have a lot in common. I wanted to hold that really thin, long um, um, microphone. microphone microphone for yeah. Joker's Wild, the Bob Barker stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, wanted, I just wanted to hold that microphone because nothing feels better in your hand than a thin, long shaft. <laughs> yeah. I was just, but that's me. You know, a kid can dream when he's nine course. years old, can he? Of course. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Here's, uh, so I haven't achieved either of those goals. No. No, I've not. Sorry. I've not. I did one, um, I did film once for Spike TV 
a uh, a late night uh, pilot. Yep, I did that once. And you know who my uh, first guest was on that show? Bart Scott. How about that? While he played for the New York Jets. Yeah, that was fun. The most interesting thing from the Bart Scott controversy, yeah, you just brought up his name, was Darrell Revis ripping him on Twitter. I didn't see that. See, Everyone that, else ripped him. And, no, and then, everybody uh, ripped him, and I understand, okay, Michael Parsons said this. I thought it's interesting to just see Darrell Revis because he was a teammate of his. Yeah. And not just a teammate. He's a guy who hopefully gets into the Hall of Fame in a couple weeks. He's an all-time great player. Yes. But he, like, what he did was he responded to Michael Parsons' rip of Bart Scott by basically saying, yeah, you're right. And yeah. I thought that was interesting. Uh, here's Richard in Shirley, New York. Richard, where is Shirley, New York? Uh, it's uh, near the uh, town of Brookhaven or Patchogue. Um, oh, so it's in Long yeah. Island. Got it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And what is that? Is that, no, I always get this wrong. That's uh, Nassau County, right? Uh, it, it's uh, Suffolk. Damn it. <laughs> Still haven't figured that out all these right, years. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so um, I have a question about Chris Traveler. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I don't understand why his achievements on the field seem to be getting ignored and that uh, they, they just look at, I guess, what his his uh, credentials are his, his his past, but what about the things that he's done? He can't throw this- the ball 15 yards, like literally. He just can't. So that's probably a problem when you want to play quarterback. <laughs> well, I, in the preseason this past year, or yeah. he he, uh, he he came into three three games. No, I watched. I watched him. He he can't throw the football. Like he's tough and he can run. And I agree that he kind of gave him a spark in the Jacksonville game. And I wouldn't be against running gadget plays with him. But as far as being a quarterback in the NFL, I'm really not even being sarcastic. And I don't want to be a bad guy. He literally can't throw the football more than 15 yards. He just he's not a quarterback. So I wouldn't waste my time letting him play. Because I just, what are we looking for? Something that doesn't exist? I don't know. I think there's uh, there's two things, I guess. Look, if you're like Evan and I respect it, you want to be the one that knocks the Miami Dolphins out of the playoffs. We'd get great joy out of being a spoiler. I'm with you 100% on that. Uh, that would happen, obviously, only if uh, the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots. Then Miami beats the Jets. Miami would get in. Wouldn't it be nice for us to at least go into the offseason being able to tell Dolphin fans, ha, 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 ha. We're the reasons you're not playing playoff football. We beat you twice this year. That'd be great. That being said, why are we throwing Joe Flacco out there again? He has no interest in playing football. You can tell by the last time he got in, he's done. I think the the hope that you have is that when Joe Flacco started at the beginning of the year, while he wasn't great, he did look ready to play football. He did help orchestrate. He's a professional. That great comeback against Cleveland, which we can't ignore. When he entered a game because of injury... That's when he looked unprepared. He did, right? So no, hundred percent. So the thought being, with a few days to prepare, you're going to get more of the first three games of the season, Joe Flacco, than you're going to get the guy who entered a game a few weeks. And ago. by the way, and I, I, I want to be clear because I don't want to have this conversation long with any length, but obviously you're going to respond to it. You know, the game is meaningless other than our desire to knock Miami out. Theoretically, Miami could be knocked out. Although the games at the same time, we won't know it. And we're going to scoreboard watch, of right, course, the whole right, game because right. we play the same time as the Buffalo-New England game. But if the Jets, I know they would come across as totally incompetent if they did this, which is why they're not. But if they told you Zach Wilson was playing in this game because why the F not? Not because we believe in him, but you know what? We got a football game. Give him live bullets again. Throw him out there again. Would you be really that pissed about it? I don't think pissed is the right word, but to your point, it makes them look so incompetent because of the things they have publicly said about them. Yeah, no, you're right. And so to say those things... Even if they were like, listen, we're in a weird spot. This was not the plan. Mike White can't go. Strebler, you saw, he's not really an NFL quarterback. Joe's at the end of his career. I don't want to get him hurt. He's a statue. We're going to throw the kid out there and cross our fingers. I don't know. Like, would you accept that? Would I accept that? Like, I'm trying to set up the most Pollyanna way to get him in the game, I think right? if they just didn't say what they had said, then it wouldn't be that crazy. But they said it. But they said it. <laughs> right. I mean, think right. about this season. Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is this? And so when you think about it that way, you've got a coach who just like, okay, this time I'll do this, I'll do that, yeah. I'll do this. 
I just think it, it's so inconsistent with what they've said about Zach needing a reset that what good does it do? Yeah, I'm just... So give the kid another game? I don't know. Yeah, I, I would disagree with it. I wouldn't yell and scream. All right, yeah. But I, when I, I think that's probably the most likely reaction. I I'm think if you. they announced Zach Wilson, I would have come on the air and said, what are they doing? I wouldn't have been maybe crazy about it, passionate about it. I just would have said, I wouldn't do because this. Because he's, as, as far as I know, he's not dressing, right? No, he's the backup. Oh, is he? I missed yeah, that. He's going to back him up. Yeah. I apologize. So he may so end there's up a chance he's getting in. <laughs> yeah. In a, fact, yeah. Craig, the way this season has gone, he's getting in. Let me offer you a prediction. Yeah. He's not only going to get in, he'll make a play or two that will excite the Jets fans. Somebody made a point on Twitter earlier. It's like Zach Wilson's the only guy in the history of the NFL in one season to go from one to three to two to one to three to one to out to one to out to two to one to two to out to two. Yeah, it reminds like me that. of that segment from Friends where Monica was describing. Oh, own, please. Wait, no, stop. this is a great scene. When oh. Monica's describing how you please her and others, and she drew out a map and said, so you got to hit three, five, four, five, five, three, five, five, five. You remember that segment? I don't. All I time. Don't. Oh, dude. But I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's in the Smithsonian uh, in the TV wing. Yeah. Oh, you could be as sarcastic as you want. Yeah, I'm that sure could be a top 10 TV moment of all time. Yeah. Jokes sure aside. Oh, dude. You may not right, like. Right up there with uh, you uh, trying to find the uh, animals on Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's Friends. It's yeah. an all-time show. <laughs> and it was an all-time scene. I mean, come on. Down to Fraggle Rock. Worries for another day. Yeah, yeah come to Fraggle Rock. Right. Like that. Right. Down to Fraggle Rock. Down to Fraggle Rock. How the hell do you compare Fraggle Rock to Friends? Exactly. Old timer. By the way, I like Friends. Five. But, but five. 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 Come on. <laughs> oh, no. What is this? What is this? Ladies and gentlemen, here they are. The friendly monsters <laughs> who live. At Fraggle Rock. Carton and Roberts on the fan. We all remember this. I actually never watched Fraggle Rock. I think it was before my time. Like, Fraggle Rock was early 80s, dude. I'm not that old, man. I remember Fraggle Rock. There's no way. Well, maybe reruns. Not when it was out. It was, I don't the, know. It was a mid '80s show. Dude. I remember Fraggle Rock. Yeah, because you're old, dude. Everybody remembers Fraggle Rock. If yeah. you're over the age of 45, you may remember it. I'm in my late 30s. You heard of Fraggle Rock? I have heard. Of, okay, so here yeah. you go. It was released in '83 and it ended in '87. So come on. Now. No, but it's Jim Henson, Evan. So it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, watched, the Muppets. Uh, Muppets. I watched the Muppets. I watched Sesame Street. Right, so I Fraggle Rock appeared stuff. on that stuff. Come that on, doesn't Evan. count. No, Stop it. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're, they stopped filming Sesame Street in 1943. Right. They still film at Sesame Street. All right. We used to work in the same building. They filmed. I'm away. What do they filming now? Uh, why did they leave Kaufman Astoria Studios? I assume so. Why? I don't know. I don't know why. It's I a weird that. thing to just assume, right? I'm just assuming. Let's when see if I'm WF fan was in the same building, they filmed two other TV shows there. They filmed Sesame Street there. And Tommy, do you know the other uh, show they filmed there? Law and Order. No, sir. Now, they may have used a soundstage there, but that was not their main uh, filming place. Do you know the answer, uh, Big Mac? No, I mean, One I know. of the most popular sitcoms of the 1980s was filmed in the same building WF fan was housed in for 20 years. Aired Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. Doopie doopie doopie. Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock? I think it was 8 o'clock, yeah. Doop, 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 I know they did Nurse doop, Betty there, like, doop, the last year we were there. I remember, the signs. The, very end. I remember yeah. the signs all over the place. Yeah, that was at the very end. No, By the way, it looks right. like they still filmed there. They might. Why, why wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. The show that was filmed at Kaufman Astoria Studios, where WFAN started, was the Cosby show. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The whole run? Yeah, I assume so, yeah. Can yeah. you watch the Cosby show anymore? Is that not allowed? It's like listening to Kanye. <laughs> like, are you going to sit at a red light and lower your windows and blast uh, Kanye? Yeah. Right? You, you play college dropout uh, for everybody else there? Probably not. Right? It's a tough one. Very similar to watching Chris Benoit wrestle on old tapes on Peacock. Yeah, exactly. Can't like do that. that. Like, let's say you had a pair of Yeezys. Would you wear them publicly? No. Nah. That's a tough one, right? 
Not that it was going to notice you. Go, oh, my God, I can't believe you're wearing that Nazi shoes. You know what I mean? But, but when you watch a TV show, you're in your home. Yeah. Like, do, do you feel dirty if you watch the show? Or do you say, no, it was a funny show. It was an all-time yeah, show. You can't look at that show and not look at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. That's how oh, I know. That's no the thing. No you doubt. might be able to still watch it because yeah. it's very well written and it's funny and whatever, right. whatever. But you can't watch scenes that he's in yeah. and not thinking about him putting roofies in women's uh, drinks and he, raping them. It, it was also it's a hard was, watch. I know. He was like America's dad, too. It wasn't even just like he was like a cop, a, a famous not actor for doing that. other things. Like he was Mr. Not Huxtable. just to see America's dad. He was the guy. You ask any successful African-American comic of that era. Right. He would, he would rip them apart for cursing and doing a dirty act. You know, like Eddie Murphy yeah, yeah, told famous stories of how uh, Bill Cosby would call him livid with him. Mm. You know, you're too smart for that. There's no reason for that kind of language, that kind of content. And he considered himself like the voice of a generation of comics. Right. Meanwhile, yeah, right. You know, he's doing the things he was doing. And apparently, which is crazy. Bill Cosby is planning on going on tour again. Oh. No, no I, yes. Ain't nobody buying those tickets. He's eyeing the summer of 2023. Well, he's blind, so he's probably not eyeing anything. You don't think there would be people who go see him? You think he lied about being blind to try to get a like a easier sentence, which I don't think it worked, but... No, it didn't. Uh, do you think people will go see him? I, I think, think there's always people willing to go see lunatics. Exactly. Yes. So, despite... Now, people might go there to heckle him, but I think he'd probably sell some tickets. And I think there are people out there who say, oh, no, he's innocent. There are. There's always people out there who think that about anybody. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you. He's going to go on tour. He can't go on tour. He said he is. Come on, how's he going he on said, tour? Because if there's people willing to buy tickets. What's he going on, the roofie tour? <laughs> I'm not saying. I mean, like, what company would sponsor the Bill Cosby tour? A company What building would book him? A building desperate for I attention. I don't think so. And maybe not a building, maybe a small building. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a tough thing. Like, I can tell you right now, Gotham wouldn't book him. I'm not saying Gotham would. I'd say James Dolan wouldn't book him. I'm certainly not saying James Dolan would. No shot. But somebody will. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen. That, I, that you, you cannot right. dispute. You're right. There'd, I'm be not, a, there'd be a venue that says, we'll take your money. When I say he's touring, I'm not saying he's going to tour the Garden and Barkley Center. But yeah. Bar- Barkley's might take him. <laughs> Stop. Saying there you got nobody else performing there. <laughs> Jay-Z don't even perform there anymore. That's how bad it is at Barkley's. <laughs> yeah. They can't even get the guy that owns a piece of it to perform there. True story, by the way. That's When's the last time Jay Z performed at Barclays? I think since it opened. No, nah, he did. A, he did, did one. He? Uh, he did one other little. He did one ride. since. Yeah, he does come to net yeah. games once in a while. I've seen him. Yeah, not a, a lot, but yes. But he's he a, has not done a concert there that I'm aware of. Well, I don't know what happens at Barclays Center besides the Nets. Honestly, because there's very few Disney events. Ice. Very few events. Yes, that building is a hemorrhaging money right now. Hemorrhaging it there. It is the most mismanaged arena in North America. So right what now. you're telling me is expect a bill very soon for raised ticket prices. It's really fascinating how how, how bad that building has gone in the last since Showside bought it. To be honest, mm. I mean that's that's keeping it real. That's keeping it a buck, as we say. Keeping it a buck. Keeping it a buck. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN FM, and WFAN.com. And speaking of the top 200. Third Eye Blind. Uh, not Third Eye Blind. It's just another band. You know yeah, you could have answered that question? Green Day. No, you could have said it's another band not playing at Barclays. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, so I just saw a note on Twitter that Celine Dion fans are currently right outside of the Rolling Stone offices <laughs> protesting <laughs> that she was not in their top 200 best singers list. They happen to be right. Oh, of course they. I are. mean, that, right. it's, a, it's yeah. a, a, a. By the way, you must have nothing going on in your I life know, that you are so bothered by this list that you would actually protest outside their office. Yeah. Well, okay. She's, got, at the end of the day, she's got a crazy. Family. This isn't like oh, you didn't get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so right? I, I I read about this earlier today. There are how many people do you think are protesting? I'm looking at the protest. So you saw the amount of people. Can you tell the audience how yeah. many people are protesting? Rough estimate. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Rough ten, estimate. 11, 20. 15, the 20. The answer is 15. All right, so yeah. So you got fi- You can find 15 <coughs> people to protest. Dude, they anything. made signs. Come on. They made signs. How do you leave Celine Dion off your 200 best singers list? Yeah, it's crazy. 
It is crazy. It's not it's worth going. Nuts. It's not worth going there. But, it's but like, crazy. you really must have nothing going on in life. Do you know what her fans are called, or at least this fan group um, that showed up? Dianets? No. So Salinis? They're called the Redheads. Oh, all right. So I you're, you're a that. part yeah, of them, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, I respect them. Like it's funny. Like, I, is there is there like a sports list that if you left somebody off, yes, somebody would go yes. out to the MLB or NBA or NFL offices and protest with yes. signs? Yeah, you think so? Yes. There are stands that are out there. You know what stands are, obviously. Yes, I don't need course. to explain that to you. No, you do not. I think it comes from the Eminem song, Stand, believe it or not. I yes, think that's the that's origin. That's exactly where it comes from. Exactly. There are some stands out there. For that, whom? Yes. I think Michael Jordan has a lot of stands. I Wait, think... so you say, like, so let's play it out for a second. Yeah, the yeah. NBA announces they're all their top 200 players of all time, and they leave Michael Jordan off the list. You think people show up on Park Avenue protesting? Yes. 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 You yes, do? and yeah, LeBron fans so. too. Yeah, I Steph think, Curry has yes. a ton of them. Yeah. Too. I think basketball actually is the sport more than any other sport because I think most other sports are more team oriented than the player stands. There's a lot of player stands in the NBA. Trust me, I know about it. Half my fan base is stands for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I know full well. I think it would happen absolutely. Yeah, but you. So you. Th- I don't think so. You're wrong. I really don't. You're out of touch. You think people would show up at Park Avenue with signs going? Yes. Let MJ in. Yes. Well, I don't think so. Yes. I mean, basketball, yes fandom is a, basketball fandom is cult-like in a way. Like, you disrespected my guy. And in Michael's case, it would be such a crazy disrespect yeah. that, yeah, people would show up with their Jordans. They'd be, they'd be more than 15 people there. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so someone just sent me this. What's worse? I'll give you three, all right? Listening to Kanye. Um... Watching Cliff Huxtable as an OBGYN, which is the type of medicine he practiced on that show, Ugh. or rocking out to the best of R. Kelly? It's <laughs> a good question. That's a tough one, right? Like, to be fair, Kanye is a lunatic anti-Semite who dislikes an entire group of people. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The other two... You know, physically assaulted uh, innocent women. I lean towards Cosby. I, I that's my first reaction. That's worse. Yeah, my first reaction is. Oh, I think R. Kelly might be. Yeah. I think that's Did kind you, of a tie. I, I just happened to be flipping through the channels the other night, and yeah. for whatever reason, it was what on. Did you watch Surviving R. Kelly? It was on for like two minutes as I was passing by, and they were talking about some of the things he was making these women do to prove their loyalty to him. He kept like oh, a teenage really? girl, was, like locked in a cage yeah. under his bed. Dude. Okay, can I change my mind now? Yeah, yeah. I think they're both. Yeah, it's, it's a tie, man. Eating his... Yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. To yeah, prove that just, they were loyal. Crazy. Yeah, cuckoo for cocoa buffs. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Anyway, like, it's hard to make Kanye look good. They do. Yeah. Well, no, they don't. They just make no, They don't look, make him look good. They just, just look worse. You know, the truth is, the answer is all the above. The answer is you can't do any of that. You went away from a Mount Rushmore, though. Well, the Mount Rushmore you don't know about is is Chris Benoit. The guy murdered his family. I mean, it's just disgusting. Was that right? Yeah. Like, I don't bring that up lightly. He He murdered his family? Chris Benoit. You don't know the story. He was was like a a steroid guy, yeah. He was a professional wrestler. I know the name. He was a very good wrestler. Yeah. Can't say that anymore. He, I, I don't know if they proved what happened. Maybe he overdosed on steroids. I'm not sure. He killed his wife. He killed his son, young Ugh. son, Ugh. and he killed himself. Disgusting. Yeah. And what the WWE has done, and I, I do fully support They waxed them. They waxed them. Whitewashed them out. Does not yeah. exist well, in the that's history. Smart. I give no, but that's why I bring up, okay, and you're watching a Chris Benoit match. Like, that ain't, that's dirty. Yeah. Anytime I've ever accidentally seen a match, because they've whitewashed it to a degree. Like, the matches still are there, Craig. They just don't mention him. So the way they handle it is if, let's say I watched... If he's involved in an event, but You'll they don't see, promote it. I correct. It, so, I like, it. he was in the main event of WrestleMania 20. When you click to watch WrestleMania 20, they'll say, come see Triple H and Shawn Michaels compete in a triple threat match. Got they'll it. leave out the opponent. Right. But if you watch it, you'll he's see there. it. And every time I've ever run upon a Benoit match, you get sick. It's like, Because you know what he did. Of course. That's fair. By the way, it just got reported that uh, Tyler Huntley is officially questionable for Sunday, meaning Anthony Brown is the most likely starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens in a very interesting game against the Cincinnati Bengals in that the Bengals have been deeded the division title. It's theirs. The uh, Ravens can't get it. Uh, The Ravens, though, have already beaten them. So if the Ravens somehow pull off what would now be a significant upset against the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, they would have a coin toss to see where the playoff game would be. 
because they right now most likely going to face each other. Uh, if that happens, although the Ravens could lay claim to we beat them twice, what the F? They've all agreed that if they do beat them, a coin toss determines the location of that game. Now, the only thing I don't know, and it's unlikely that's, that this happens, you, theoretically, what if they played each other in a later round? There should be a coin flip. I would think you still got to do a coin everything flip because it would be fair. Everything I've read leads me to believe there wouldn't be, and the Bengals would just get the home game. But that, to me, is ridiculous. Right. If the Ravens have earned the right to a coin flip, whatever you think about that, that rule should exist in any yeah. round they happen to play Cincinnati. Now, Cincinnati can make this a moot point by beating them. Which and they that, probably that, will. Which they're like an eight-point favorite, probably even more now, I imagine, uh, going up against them at home with a third-string quarterback. So, you know, this is, again, a similar situation that we have in a couple other games around the league where the expectation is Cincinnati's the better team. They're going to win the game. And then you don't have to worry about the coin flip. Baltimore gets in as a wild card. And, oh, by the way, has to come back to Cincinnati next week, most right. likely, and, well, to play them again. And also, you're playing for a coin toss? Right. Like, that's what you're playing. You're playing for a coin toss. Which is why you could make the argument Baltimore... Doesn't give a rat's ass about this game or where the wild card game is. I wouldn't at this point. So that's why you've heard nothing about uh, Lamar Jackson. They go out there. They lose the game. No big deal. They come back the next week with their quarterback. Now, I don't believe that. I believe we've seen the last game he ever plays for the Ravens because I think there's crap going on there. Wow. And I don't think he ever plays for them ever again. Oh, baby. So I think it's more likely that Huntley plays Talk for them in the playoff dirty game. to me, baby. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson has played his last game as a Raven. Say it again. I think Lamar Jackson has played his last game as a Raven. Say it louder. I think Lamar Jackson's the New York Jets quarterback next Say year. Say it dirtier. That's where we're getting at. <laughs> yeah. Or the Giants. I do think it's fair yeah, that as good sure. as Daniel has played this year. And the discussion isn't for now. It's for when the season ends, however it ends. But that's a worthy discussion at a later date. Yes, it is. Here's Danny in Centerport. Danny, what's up with you today, kiddo? Hey, guys, it's a pleasure. You, you know, I, I would rather watch reruns of the Jets Thursday night game against the Jaguars than anything associated with Bill Cosby, anything. I would, if that was the only thing on TV, I would watch reruns of that Jet-Jaguar game before I would do anything. You know, guys, listen, I'm, I am an, an avid caller, an avid listener to the show. I listen all the time. I never really get a chance to get with you two guys. But, you know, Evan, I, I spoke to you probably about six weeks ago, you and Joe. And if you remember, I told you losing was not an option. And the flag in front of my house, the jet flag in front of my house was up and it was staying there. And you know what, Evan? Since I made that comment, we've been an absolute disaster. And it's, and it's sickening. But the things that I'm listening to you guys talk about and everybody else talk about, about kiboshing the coaching staff and all of that, is just ludicrous to me at this point. Okay? We need a quarterback to just give us average play. And nobody would be having a conversation about how bad Salah is, how bad Michael Matt LaFleur is, and all of that other stuff. It wouldn't be happening. Uh, 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 just average quarterback play, Evan, and you know it. Yes, I well, okay. Four, so a couple of things, five. though, to respond to that. I agree with you. If you Please. gave the Jets average quarterback play this entire season, they're probably a playoff team. Correct. Craig and, and I have both said. All the ups and downs. Uh, okay, ahead, I'm sorry. in terms of getting rid of the coaching staff, it's always been with the caveat of, if I can get somebody better who's proven, who's available. Not fire the coaching correct. staff and start over. That's correct. far different. And, and, you know, and the second correct. thing is, I didn't right. think this team was prepared against the Seattle Seahawks when on the first play of the game, Kenneth Walker's going for 60. Did you? No, you know what, Evan? Listen, you're 100% right. We were not. And that's the type of stuff that can question, you know, make you scratch your head. But what I'm getting at, and, and listen, I'm in fully agreement with you on that. But what I'm getting at is, we, all the ups and downs and the ins and outs and the offensive line problems and all that nonsense would have gone to the wayside if we had just won a few games with average quarterback play. So the bottom line is we just need a damn quarterback. We really do. That's right. And, and yes, you know, these other things that these are the ups and downs of every season, correct? But the bottom line is we, we wouldn't be having this discussion if we just had normal quarterback play. And it's really sad, man, because now, again, right, here we are. Well, what's really sad about is that that's the MO of the franchise in all of our lifetimes. Yeah, but here's the Craig, difference. You know what? You're 100% right. But there's right. a difference. Here, there's a yeah, difference between again, today. Gonna... I don't think it's here we go again. I tell you why it's not here we go again. Every time we said here we go again, it was drafting some unknown kid who we would hope and pray would be the next franchise quarterback. That's not what the Jets should do. I can't be any more clear than I've been the last few weeks. Totally and it's agree. how I feel. Zach is gone. 
It's yes. over. I don't want to hear about fixing him or saving him or this guy can help him learn this. Correct. Enough. He's gone. Evan, please, Go get a please. veteran quarterback. Yes, and please don't give me Garoppolo, Evan. I, as much as I, I don't need a guy that can stay on the field for for eight games a season, that's I don't fair. need a guy that when we get to the playoffs or we, or we actually make the playoffs can't stay. That's on the field. Danny. That's the that. center. That's Good the job, second buddy. part of this debate. Is the which first, are the veterans to go get? Absolutely, and that's a fair debate. The first part of the debate, because not everyone's on this fence, is enough of Zach. Enough of change the OC and fix him, or bring in this veteran quarterback. He can help teach him. Enough. He's not the freaking guy. It's obvious. But, and I know that I said that about Daniel Jones, but this is different. You know this is different. Yes. We all know it's different. Well, Enough. You've gotten a few wrong as well. well I, um, I'm sure we all have. Uh, not me so much. Uh, the guy. You course, said Zach Wilson was Dan Marino. Who said that? You. When was that said? Big Mac, if you can find that he audio. He can't find it. Within- I've had it whitewashed. <laughs> okay. It no longer exists. I met with Eddie Scazzera. I gave him a dollar and a burger. I did whatever I wanted him to. Speaking of burgers, by the way, you know, there are these reports out there trying to sully the reputation of my uh, next head coach, Jim Harbaugh. That Michigan was looking at a level one violation, which uh, you know, comes with penalties, right? So I did a little digging. Do you know what the violation he's being accused of is? What's up? And to me, this is just character assassination. That's all this is. Apparently, during COVID, there were two recruits that had already been committed who happened to stop by the Michigan campus for an impromptu visit. And Harbaugh was like, let's grab something to eat. So they went to uh, this place that serves burgers, and the, they all had burgers. And the bill came, and Harbaugh paid for it, like any one of us would do, right? And that's the violation. Ridiculous. Can you believe that? Of all the yes, crap that does it. go on, <laughs> yes. you know, that's untoward in the NCAA, they're going to try to nail this guy to the cross because he bought a couple teenage kids hamburgers. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I fully, fully, that- fully believe it. That's a violation? Yes. That hamburger place can pay those kids a million dollars a year right now in NIL money, but he can't <laughs> buy them a hamburger? That's the violation. Yes. That's what they're going to try to nail him to the cross on. Yes. I, I, if I could talk to Jimmy, I'd say, Jimbo, you don't need that crap. Uh, he doesn't want that crap. You know, just call Pete Carroll, ask him how much better the NFL is yeah, in college. Craig, he knows that. Like, he knows that. Stop you don't perfect, think please, he's Tommy. doing everything he can to get out and then also find the right job. But here's the tough thing. And this is five years, $50 million, Jim Harbaugh. Let's go. What's a more appealing job? Okay, Jets or? Broncos. Jets. Why? Because the Jets aren't saddled with a $200 million aging quarterback that is untradeable. What if he looks That's at him why. and says, I'm saddled with a future Hall of Fame quarterback who's won a Super Bowl while with the Jets, I got to find one. I'm Jim Harbaugh. That's okay. what I do. You do what? I find and I make quarterbacks. Do you think that's what he prefers, or do you think he prefers just to win and may think, I have I a know. better chance to win with Russell I mean, Wilson? He won with Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Jimmy Garoppolo. That doesn't like, mean that's what he prefers. Like, I, I you're right. He did an amazing job specifically with Alex Smith because he was a draft bust and turned into something that wasn't. Yeah, so I give him a $200 lot, million dollar quarterback. I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. But... I'm just saying we got to take ourselves. What's that old saying? Fifty thousand feet, like we're looking from above. No, it's a thirty thousand foot view. It's thirty thousand. Well, fifty thousand feet, you're dead. I went higher. Why can't I go to fifty thousand feet? Because you can't. Commercial jets theoretically could, but it's dangerous. You you, you cruise at thirty to forty thousand feet. That's a safe place to be. No plane goes fifty thousand feet. No, I didn't say that. And said you don't do it. That's like you know only to avoid oncoming air traffic. And you should never be at fifty thousand feet in a commercial jet. Hmm. Or the highest certified jet. altitude of an airliner was the Concorde, which went to 60,000 feet. Today, some of the corporate jets can fly at 51,000 feet. That's a so based jet. on that, 50,000 feet works in this analogy. No, it's it does okay. not. It does not. That the analogy you're looking for is give me the 30,000-foot view. That's no, the I understand that that's the analogy, yeah, that's but the my point well, is the 50,000 feet thing works too. It doesn't work because no one's ever flown that you know at 50,000 feet. 30,000, yeah, maybe even 40 in a pinch. Some of the yeah, corporate jets with a today. high ceiling. Some of the corporate jets corporate today. Corporate jet is a private jet. You don't fly private. Oh, you've, it doesn't nev- count. you've never been on one? I've been on a private jet. So I've been you- on a jet that lost air pressure. I'm on a jet where you couldn't breathe. You almost got paint stewarded. So you've, yes. so you've been 50,000 feet? I don't know if I've ever been 50,000 feet. You probably feet. have. I mean, probably, but okay. I, I, I wouldn't swear to it. Bingo. I say it's more likely that I haven't been than I have been. All right, let's compromise. But I will tell you a story. We were going to the Bahamas one year. And we got on a private jet, 
and I see the uh, people start getting headaches. I'm like, something going on, something wrong. And then I see the pilots, like, scrambling. Uh, you know, like, why are you reading the manual? <laughs> oh, no joke. They're like, oh. I go, what's going on, fellas? And they go, well, we can't stabilize the cabin pressure. And there were people, everyone on the on the plane was getting headaches. Oh, jeez. Yo, so you're gonna the, you're gonna die. You're gonna black out and die, basically. Uh, so they walked me through, and they said, "Look, um, we think we can get to wherever." I go, "No, no, we're not getting to wherever. We're landing the plane now." And we're, he goes, "Well, here's what we can do. We are too heavy to land the plane because we're filled with gas. You can't land a plane with a full gas tank because you'll explode. It'll, you know, your belly down, right?" So we couldn't fly over 7,000 feet because then you lose the, uh, the ability to breathe, all right? So we How many the, thousand feet? Uh, the guy, you, we, they couldn't fly that plane over 7,000 feet without us getting headaches gotcha. and potentially blacking out. So he goes, we're going to have to circle for a half hour and dump fuel over the Atlantic Ocean. Now, this is scary now at this point, of right? Of course. I'm freaked out already. So he said, where do you want to land? And this shows you uh, gambling addiction at its worst. And I go, well, what airports are we near? Well, we can uh, go back to Teterboro, or we could go a little south. We land in Philly. I go, how about Atlantic City? <laughs> so we dumped fuel for half an hour. We landed the private jet uh, at the Atlantic City International Airport. They said it was going to take about two hours to get another jet to come take us, right? So let's get in a car. Went to what was called Revel at the time. I played blackjack for two hours. My family ate lunch. Got the call, the plane was ready, got back in the car and went back. And that's what sick, addicted gamblers do. They use a plane that's about to, you know, kill you into making it into a gambling trip. You also made sure you didn't go to Philadelphia, which I understand. Well, I was, it wasn't going to go to Philly. Exactly. For sure. I get that part. Yeah, because you go to Philly sometimes, you never come back. We all get that part. Yeah, it's like going to a Warwick, kidnapping <laughs> capital of Orange County. You know how that goes. <laughs> the oh, they Wonder s- Kid, known as Zach Wilson. My version of Dan Marino. Bingo. Who's ding, that? ding, Who ding. And that? You. Where did you dig that up from? You. So yeah. me saying, hey, I don't think Daniel Jones is the guy, <laughs> far less offensive than you comparing Zach Wilson to the great Dan Marino. The wonder kid yeah. known as Zach Wilson. My version of Dan Marino. I think that is an unfair representation of my feelings towards the quarterback known as Zach Wilson. That's an unfair representation now because you actually got to watch him play. You saw him for two years. Well, somebody, now you realize it. Somebody at the Jets must have told me he was good. <laughs> Somebody must have told me when I asked him, how did he look in practice? He had a better workout than Trevor Lawrence. That when might you're have been said. 30,000 feet above. Yeah. Where Thank would you, you rather feet. coach? Denver Broncos versus New York Jets. New York Jets. And I mean that. And I'll tell you why. Uh, the Russell Wilson factor is a legitimate factor. Yeah, but I don't think me. it's a negative factor the way you think it is. I don't know that he's repairable. Maybe he is. Wait, but the don't Jets don't have a quarterback. But there's 15 legitimate quarterbacks available. None of I can which. pick anyone I want. No, you can't, though. Why not? Because there's no guarantee you're getting Lamar Jackson. There just isn't. Right, to be there's fair, no guarantee you're getting Lamar Jackson. Because I can't guarantee Lamar, so let me be fair. Take Lamar, Brady, and Rodgers out and throw them over there in the corner. Okay, so now we're talking. Okay, I still have a dozen legitimate veteran quarterbacks. Derek Carr. He's one of them. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying I'm trying to be fair about this discussion. I know for a fact that next year, if I want one, I can have a competent, above-average veteran quarterback running the New York Jets. But you're also just dunning Russell Wilson. And I get why. He had a terrible season. Yeah. I'm not denying that. I had recency bias. Do you think he's done? I do. Do you think Jim Harbaugh thinks he's done? I don't know if he's talking that's to the, the Broncos. That's the problem. I no, don't he know. Is the, it is the Broncos. But that's where I can't definitively tell you. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, so you think, job. in your opinion, uh, if you're Jim Harbaugh and both teams laid their cards on the table, mm-hmm. you think the unknown veteran quarterback, one of these nine or ten guys, we know who they are, versus... Russell Wilson, yeah. you think the Broncos are a more attractive destination? I think so, because I don't think necessarily. Long-term or solely for this year? I think the next four or five years. I think you look at it in wow, those kinds of terms. that's a big commitment to a guy who played like crap. I, he did play like crap. I'm not arguing with you. He's also won a Super Bowl. 100%. Jim also competed against him. He kind of knows him, and he knows how good he can be. I don't know if it's a slam dunk to say, yeah, I'll figure it out with Derek Carr or maybe Jared maybe Goff not. or maybe whomever. I don't know. Because I, I would tell you, I could say the defenses are comparable. 
Yeah, they both have really a lot of talent you, on defense. The, no doubt. Maybe even Jets, maybe a. I bet the wide receivers are kind of comparable. Broncos have a lot of talent on skill position. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. Because they're very similar talent wise. Yes, and that's why. Russell Wilson, despite all the negativity we have of him, would still give the edge or get the edge over the unknown veteran quarterback. Or the I'm going to try to make it work with Zach Wilson crowd, which you never know. Maybe Jim Harbaugh would want to do that. He made it work with Alex Smith. That would be interesting. Does does Jim Harbaugh say to Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, I can fix him? Does he? I I don't know. He fixed Alex Smith. I give him a lot of credit for that. That's kind of like the the billion-dollar question, right? Does he look at film... Because apparently the, the film studiers now say that Zach Wilson's problems are all his footwork. Mechanically, he's, he's shot. And decision-making. I mean, how, are we going to ignore that? Yeah, but I'm saying that was, we heard that right a couple of days ago. Right. Oh, we just got to fix his footwork, that kind of stuff. That's not the only thing, by the way. And I'm not telling you this is a quarterback guru. He's made horrible decisions. Yeah. He can't read a defense. I, that's not a thing? That doesn't exist? He's fine? Don't worry? Yeah, I think there's other problems off the field as well, but I don't want to get into them. What does that mean? What part did you understand? What does that mean? Yeah, I think there's other things going on off the field that like are what? also a problem. Personal stuff? That I don't want to get into. Personal stuff or like football stuff? The locker room Not hates football him. stuff. So personal stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, I wish him the best. I hope he's okay. Well, we'll see if he comes over to my place for barbecue. <laughs> He ain't coming over for a barbecue. It's 30 degrees well, outside. My buddy Get Danny, who owns, owns Hometown Barbecue in Redwood, Brooklyn, just offered to cater uh, my entire Sunday. So maybe I'll have him over. Just this, You want to come over? You come over too. What would you do if you came over to my house and Zach Wilson was there eating ribs? I'd be concerned because he's the backup quarterback for the Jets in Miami. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> So I'd say, what the hell's uh, going on here? Yeah, then, uh, hey, call home and tell him I don't need the barbecue. <laughs> I wanted to, did you guys pick up on that? Or? No, I totally forgot. Yes, that's what I told in your ear. <laughs> well, you didn't say anything in my ear. I oh, said yeah. he's in Miami on oh, Sunday. I didn't hear that. <laughs> really, Benedict Arnold? Well, I helped Is him. that right, Brute? I helped him out a little bit I there. Okay, okay I Jonas. I, I actually sure. invisible hand sometimes. I actually didn't here. even hear you. I just was waiting to kill him with her because he's the backup quarterback for the Jets. Judas, I know what's going on here now. Boy, it's interesting how you're drinking a drink from Dunkin' Donuts. Invisible I, hand. How'd you acquire the Dunkin' Donuts drink, Tom? Uh, Vincent Von Vincent asked me. I said, yeah. you know what? I'd like a large macchiato with yeah. cream. Yeah. So Paulie got it, as far as I knew. As far as you know, Paulie yeah. went to Dunkin' Donuts. He, he got, got it a with Craig's black card from Dunkin'. That's exactly how By the way, Rosie it. did the same thing with me, but I yeah. assumed it was all right because you offer it every day. So hold on. So I was like, all right. So he's drinking a macchiato that I got him. And at the same time, he's stabbing me in the back by feeding you information to throw my Zach Wilson barbecue plans out the window. <laughs> Just okay. making Evan smarter than he actually is. That's okay. Me. Now, now I know where yeah, I, I stand. I didn't know the Jets were playing. Meanwhile, so Biggs over there got a coffee. He didn't say nothing to you because he understands the way the rules of engagement here. That's all. Now you suspect. That's what it is. He also played a clip of you calling Zach Wilson Dan Marino. Very good point. You're both dead to me. That's only because I asked nicely for it. Mm-hmm. And I another, mean, you know, Warwick kidnapped capital. That's true. He oh, don't tell me you take that personally. You're not from it, Warwick. A, well, you live it's there. It's a coincidence that right after that is when I decided to It's play. true. I was holding I, it. I said, you know you, what? You, the hold moment's, on. The moment's passed. Yeah. You were offended I'm not as a Warwick <laughs> resident I'm that not, I referred to it as the kidnapping capital of Orange County. I'm not saying I was offended. I'm saying I wasn't going to play the clip until I heard it. That's all I'm You're saying. You were waiting. Like a, like no, a stick because the, the moment kind of passed. You guys discussed no, no, other no, no, things. No, no, no. I got a you, problem with that. So yeah. your loyalty was more well, to Warwick than no. me? Right. Well, clearly. Yeah. You basically said, yeah, I could bury Craig with well, the Marino comment Evan remembered, but I'm only going to well, use it if he offends no. the place I happen to live well, in. No, or Come if on. the subject came back up again. Yeah. By the way, where do you guys go for dinner there now that your in-laws sold the restaurant? Or you do not go out anymore? Yeah, we don't go out. <laughs> I don't. I'll never go out. It's a tough spot, right? Uh, you, it's like, like the Viviano's doesn't exist anymore, so it's like you can't go out for dinner now, well, right? Like, there's plenty of restaurants, but you there. can't go to them. Why not? Well, you know, disrespectful. It was more respectful when they had a no. restaurant and we went other places. No, you only went to Viviano's. Oh, well, no. You can't go to competing restaurants. That's worse. But, but now isn't that he, it better now that he they... sold it, you got to stay home. But they're no longer competing with those restaurants. Yeah, but it feels like, you know, he probably doesn't like those other owners. If you, no, so, it's if a you community. started going to like Bob's Tavern, he'd be like, uh, no, no good. No, it's you a, stay home. It's a community. I, I, I once tried to get a bowling league going from all the restaurants. Yeah? Yeah. How'd that work out? It didn't happen. Why not? But I tried. I don't know. 
Did Some you, of the other restaurants were into it for a brief. Did this you ever try to get ago. all the restaurants to meet you at the uh, drive-in for a drive-in night? No. No? That'd be weird. A drive-in wow. night? When all the cars just parked yeah. next to each other. Yesterday well, he said works. one of the great pitches of living there is the great drive. No, I love a driving theater. theater. I'm not needing yeah. like 10 other cars That's my there. point. You never go to it. You like having I, it, but I, you don't I, use I it. I saw uh, the Gru yeah. movie. The what there, movie? The, in, oh, the, uh, the Minions? The Minion movie. Yeah. I think I've gone to that drive-in theater more times in the last five years than Big Mac has. I don't even live there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the closest drive-in to you used to be near the Whitestone Bridge. For for years, there was a, an old school drive yeah, near the Whitestone. they probably closed it down 30 years ago. Did they? How old are you, bro? Huh? Are you citing a drive-in Dude, theater? Bro? In like 1982, there was a badass <laughs> drive-in movie theater near the Whitestone Bridge. I'm not talking about the Whitestone Cinemas. Which I think is still there. That's a yeah, normal. Dude, there hasn't on. been a drive-in near the Whitestone Bridge. In no, it. I think there is, buddy. Really? Yeah, really. Since when? Ask people that live in the area. No, they no, know. I'll get the tweets, I'm sure, but it yeah. has to have been decades. Decades? Dude, I've lived in Queens, or I lived in Queens for a long time. It's not like I wasn't around there. Yeah. Whitestone drive-in in the Bronx. Yeah, there you go. The, the Bronx. You said Whitestone, Queens, five seconds ago. I apologize. Now we're in the Bronx. Hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. So on the other side we of the used, Bronx, Whitestone Bridge? We used to go to the uh, drive-in movie theater near the Whitestone Bridge. In the Bronx? Hang on. The Bronx side of the bridge. Is that where you're editing this thing, I too? don't. No, no. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Okay, it opened up not that long ago. 1949. <laughs> I went to the close. And when did it close? <laughs> Hold on. It was uh, Bruckner Boulevard, so it's the Bronx side. Yeah. And when did yeah. it close? Hold on. Hold on. Um, oh, oh I, I got it here, as a matter of fact. Go ahead. All right. It closed, but then it reopened, oh. and then it closed again. So to be fair, and remember I said it was called the Whitestone Driving? Yes. It was renamed the Whitestone Driving, so I'm totally accurate with that, in 1978. It was closed in 1982. Okay. It was demolished. <laughs> then they opened the Whitestone Cinemas, which I also referenced. Yeah, that's a movie Okay, theater. which were built there. Um, yeah. And they never reopened okay, the Okay, thank you very much. So it closed before so, I was freaking born. So I guess I went there when I was 12. Okay. Haven't been back since, apparently. Boy, I have great memories of that. Double so, headers. Yeah, I did find a drive. Did you see Ben-Hur? I did find it. It's not really a drive-in, but a bike-in theater and a walk-in theater where I used to live in Long Island City, Queens, right on the water. It looks gorgeous. Dude, I went with my grandparents to the Whitestone one. I, I you know, there's certain things you remember from your childhood for no reason at all, but it's vivid. Yeah, yeah. I will never forget my mother's parents, my grandparents, my mom's side took me and my brother and sister to, uh, well, maybe just me and my brother, whatever, to uh, the Whitestone Drive-in, right? And it was good. There was a Bruce Lee doubleheader. All right. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget as we pulled in, before the Bruce Lee movie started, there was a porno. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, wow. And I, I, and I couldn't have been, maybe I was 10, 9, 10 years old. And I was just, I was like, yes. Yeah. We pulled in <laughs> sure. in an old, I'll tell you the car too. I'll never forget it. A brown tank. It was a Pontiac Bonneville. Which was no joke, like driving in a tank. That car was impervious to anything. You can look it up. And it was like, uh, the name of the porno was like, Behind the Green Door. Look that up. And then yeah, there was... Look up Behind the Green Door? Yeah, look it up. I don't think I'll work up. on Environment yeah. Hill allows you us to do that. You can Google Behind the Green Door. No, no, hold on a second. Behind the Green Door is a 1972 American feature-length pornographic film mm. widely considered yeah, one of the genre's classics. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So Bro. Behind the Green Door was on, yeah. and then it was a Bruce Lee doubleheader. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's Marilyn Chambers was the star of that movie. Oh, she was the star of Deep Throat. She was the legendary 1970s yes. uh, porn, yeah. porn actress. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Marilyn wow. Chambers had Imagine a very that. tough life, by the way. Now, did I hear this story wrong? Because I was listening, but I was yeah. also like thinking about the porn that you were watching. Yeah. That was at a drive-in? At a drive-in. At what time? I don't remember exactly. Like at 9 o'clock, you I mean, pulled up and there's my, just nakedness my, all over honestly, the My memory wants to say <laughs> dusk, but I don't, I don't remember the exact time. <laughs> I knew I was going to see a Bruce Lee doubleheader. 
That's all I knew. Can you imagine porns at a drive-in you think theater? Would follow the movie and be the late you, night you showing. Think, not the, you uh, would think. You would think. But that's my memory. Could we get away with that in 2023? I mean, like yeah. to go to war with you know, the so, kids no. are exposed to today? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's live in Louisiana where you got to prove that you're 18 to watch porn. But how strange would that be? Like, yeah. I always wondered who would go to a theater well, to watch porn. Way. Let's say you and your wife are yeah. taking uh, Jet and Spence to a drive-in because it's cool for kids. Like, sure. experience, right? And as you pulled in, Marilyn Chambers was going to town on John Holmes. <laughs> what would I do? What would you do? I turned Wait a minute. Off. This isn't a Minions movie. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I know you guys were forced to because of the generation you lived in, but yeah. you imagine going to a theater to watch a porn? Like, that's strange to I, me. I, I can't imagine doing that. But, like, people and yet, did people it, right? Did it. I mean, that's what Times Square was all about. No, basically. I know, and I get why. By the way, a, a guy I used to be very good friends with had the worst job of any job I've ever heard in my life. Cleaning ever. up. <laughs> he used to have to clean up uh, peep show booths. Oh, God. Yeah, that was his job. <laughs> Jeez. Anybody in <laughs> Is that the worst part? Or is it the actual cleaning that's the worst I, part? I mean, none of it's good, Evan. That's all bad. 877-337-6666. Thank you to Grubhub. Hi, SNY. Good to see you guys there. I'm sure you guys are wondering what we're talking about as we just start the TV portion of the show. Well, that's I mean, a great way to start the yeah, show. <laughs> I, if you took the whole show, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Here's uh, Tom and Rudolph. Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Happy Friday. You too. What's up? I uh, just wanted to call because I don't know if you guys remember, but I called a few weeks ago after the Jets beat the Bears saying how that win was going to maloik the whole coin flip prophecy. Oh, yeah, and it's with been the complete opposite since, right? Correct, correct. And so that's why now, since it's maloik, I believe that the Jets will win tomorrow, regardless of who the quarterback is, just because of that. By the way, they're playing so, a third-string quarterback. It's exactly. funny, the, so the, guy, the guy who did the coin flip, for those that forgot, at the beginning of the season, there was this dude on Twitter who wrote out the jet schedule and before the year coin flipped every game, and he was right for the, the first half of the season, nailed everything right up until the game they won against Chicago. So I now follow the guy on Twitter. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, Sonny's friends with him. So this made me laugh. Adam Schefter tweets out last night the news. Hey, if Baltimore and Cincinnati, you know, play each other in the playoffs, if Baltimore wins the game, there'll be a coin toss. And he retweets it. Did someone say coin toss? <laughs> That's funny. Made me laugh. That's like his thing, right? That's his thing. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think that this is as big a toss-up game as there is on the entire card on Sunday. Because you have uh, Joe Flacco playing. He's a cigar store Indian. He's a statue back there. And has no interest in playing football, obviously, anymore. He's done his career's over. And it was a great career, good for him, made a lot of money. There was a minute where he was the highest-paid quarterback in the league, uh, won a Super Bowl, and you're going up against you know, a third-string quarterback that's not very good. I don't think that— you know, so what do you, How do you predict that game? No, no, forget predicting it. I don't think necessarily like winning this game, besides the happiness of knocking out the Dolphins, means anything about the coach. But I do think if they came out and played like crap, especially defensively against a third-string quarterback— Like they've given up? And they struggled— that would be an awful look for this coach. I think there. I think. I think Salah could Sala, lose his job in yeah. this game, not save it or change your positive views towards him. Like if this was an ugly, ugly effort, and they came out bad against Seattle, it looked bad. If they come out lethargic and uninspired, and Skylar Thompson looks competent early. Dude, that's a bad look for this coaching staff. I think, yes. I think Robert Sala is safe outside of something extraordinary like that. Happening. And you said something last year. As much as you ripped Joe Judge and you were on ripping him a while, you also were wrong about one thing. You continued to, and we debated this. What is this? One of the rare things I was right about. He is safe. He is safe. He is safe. And I said, I don't know that. I don't know that. Being Watch out. No, Joe Judge. Oh, Joe Judge. And then something happened that caused the safety net to disappear. I don't know if losing to the Dolphins necessarily or being embarrassed by the Dolphins would ever equal well, what happened to Judge, Joe Judge. But it wouldn't be good. Joe Judge, it was that press conference that put was, uh, the Mowers over the edge. It was numerous things. Yeah, was I mean, that, was, that was like the nail in the coffin. The third and eight quarterback sneak? Yes, that didn't help either. Yeah, that didn't help. And by the way, John Mauer getting booed at home, which he referenced a couple uh, a couple of days ago, clearly played a role in what he thought. Because John Mauer was reluctant to fire Joe Judge, as you know. He didn't want to. I think, listen, I think Sal's safe, but... If you came up with a worst-case scenario type of situation where they, they're they just, 
you know, the Dolphins score 30 on our defense. Defense doesn't give a rat's ass. Offense looks the way it looked against the majority of the game against Seattle. Uh, or, or you'll pick any game that they've stunk in. Uh, he has coaching blunders on the sideline. Like, things could go terribly wrong. He forgets wrong. how to manage a clock yeah. like we saw a few weeks I ago. Mean, things could go horribly wrong. I don't expect that. But, yeah, I think there's uh, uh, an avenue or a street you could find that leads to him being removed. There's more. I don't think it's likely. I'm not saying anything's likely, but there's more that can go really bad for him and this team than good. Because if they go out and play well, well, I'll be happy. I want to eliminate the Dolphins. I don't think it's changing our views that much going into the offseason. But if they have a stinker, especially defensively, against a third-string quarterback, and that's a ba- it's just a bad, bad look. Yeah. And it could change some opinions. No doubt. Especially if Buffalo beats New England and the Dolphins roll over you in getting into the playoffs... Yeah, that's a bad look. Yuck. You're going to have to answer some questions at that point if you're Robert Sala. I'll do you another one. How do you, you know, you, how do you consider yourself safe if you end the season on a, what would it be, a six-game six game losing, losing streak? streak. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys that survive that historically in that's, the NFL. That's why it's not about the record. You know, we sit here in August and we predict a record and say, would you be happy with this? Would you be happy with that? When you're 5-2, and two, and you finish a season, let's say seven and ten, that's not good. No. When you're seven and four and you finish seven and ten, or you're six and three and you finish seven and ten, that's not good. It would be a horrific close to what's been a very disappointing season. Especially because you're in a town where the guy a few miles away is killing it. With less talent. Well, killing that it, doesn't help your cause. Killing it with less talent and what still bothers me about Salah bringing Daniel Jones' name up, having his name in his mouth that really pisses me off, is that Robert Salah likes to talk about the patience we all have, we should have. And look yeah. at Daniel Jones. Coach, how many different offensive coordinators and coaches did it take before Daniel Jones was unlocked. Yeah. You act as if it was just blind patience with Pat Shermer as the head coach. That's not what happened. Nope. So I know you like to bring up a story and try to make it like this could happen to us. If you want to keep the story consistent, you're gone and LaFleur is gone. That's what led to Daniel Jones finally being unlocked. Yeah. It wasn't Pat Shermer, and it certainly wasn't Joe Judge. I think they're both coming back. But I would go get Jim Harbaugh. It's the only guy I would fire him for. I would not fire him for anybody else. But, you know, depending on what happens on Sunday, we might come in here Monday yelling and screaming that we need a whole new coaching regime. That's certainly on the table. 877-337-6666.